You're listening to the Get Clear Up Podcast, a space dedicated to the female experience. I'm your host, holistic health practitioner and women's sexual health expert, Callie Shea. All right, folks, Callie has me here for a question and answer session. My name is Jake. I am her boyfriend. Yes, um, yes. <clears throat> excuse me, a little the pollen's fucking me up. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can go ahead and get right into it. Uh, I'm 27. Uh, this is your dating profile? I have, yeah, exactly. This is my Hinge profile. I'm 27. I have two degrees in IT. Um, I'm pretty much a computer dork. That's my... That's my uh, my mo. You blend the jock and nerd. I mean, well, yeah, really well. Yeah, I'm also uh, a triathlete. Um, I mean, that's you know, I I didn't want to suck at one sport. I wanted to suck at three. So that's <laughs> that's where that comes from. But those are the main two things about me. And uh, Callie and I have been dating for over three years. Um, and we are going to answer some questions. So why don't you go ahead and uh, intro our first question? Yeah, absolutely. So I asked you guys on Instagram and in the Facebook community, um, what questions you had for us. If you know me, you know Jake because I'm kind of obsessed with him. So you'll see him on like stories and stuff. Yeah. It's the worst being in love. Gross. Disgusting. Um, so I have some, lots of questions from you guys. You have some really good ones. So I'm going to start with like personal questions, things about us. Um, so first one was how did y'all meet? Do you want to Twitter. Yeah, was I Twitter, DM'd him. Twitter's a dating site. Um, I was pretty oblivious. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just a naturally oblivious person. I, I've never been able to tell when girls are hitting on me. Um, it's actually so funny to watch too. It's, it's not. It's, it's terrible. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but she was like, I mean, she just DM'd me on Twitter. And we started talking. I gave. Well, her my- he's got a substantial following on Twitter, and he hates when I say that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it's for so, no reason. Yeah, so I, I don't know. You at the time, you didn't have so large of a following that I was intimidated, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck it, what do I have to lose?" Um, so I slid in his DMs, and I was like, "You're funny, ha 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 ha." Like I don't know. It was not a good. It was not like a pickup line or anything. No, it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I wanna." Buses, cheeks open, or anything. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like something nice, and I was like, "Oh, this is a nice message." And for however many months after we talked, I it took months before you asked me out. Yeah, it, it really did because she'd be like, uh, "Hey, I'm I'm home this weekend. What are you What are you doing?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm home too." And she'd be like, "All right, cool." And at the time, I was like, "Wow, he's just like not." I really wasn't looking to like date you per se, but I thought you were cute, and I was like open to hanging out. Um, but he just seemed so oblivious to it. And so I really never took it personally. I wasn't like, wow, he's not into me. I really kind of, I kind of knew that you were oblivious. Well, I mean. It made sense. And then he texted me one night and was like, just bought movie tickets. See you there in 30 minutes. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. So I went over to her house instead (laughs) and we watched a documentary about. Don't out me. (laughs) Well, yeah. But, I mean, I, she was like, yeah, I mean, it was a nice compromise, right? Yeah, that's true. But, you know, we, we watched a, a documentary on uh, zero-day exploits in computers, and she had no idea what was going on. And only about <laughs> a year and a half later did I realize that she just watched it because it's what I wanted to watch. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, Isn't that I did. sweet and romantic? That's so sweet. But I had, I had no idea that was the point. So. Did you not notice when I kept pausing to ask you questions? No, not particularly. <laughs> I just was like, God, she really, why did she want to watch this? She doesn't really know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it for you. So that's how we met. Um, next question was how long we've been together. We already answered that. Three, 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 
Over years. over three years. Okay. Um, how many cats do you want? <clears throat> that was somebody one of your friends asked that. I I'm <laughs> if I could have like twelve to fifteen, that would be great. <laughs> but we can only handle two. And there's we're so maxed bad. out at two. We're, Two's we're too many. At, we're maxed out at two. It's it's kind of it's kind of insane. The only reason we have cats is because of Jake. <clears throat> I would have never gotten cats if it wasn't for you. Which is fair because yeah. they're nightmare. They're these two are, are <laughs> nightmares. But you know, I think we're maxed out at two. Yeah. Maybe three is reasonable because my parents have three. Um, mm, I don't know. But they have, they have three, and two of them are really laid back, and one of them is three nightmare. cats versus two humans. I don't know. That's true. Okay. That's true. When you met, were you open about periods and sex immediately? Uh, fairly. Not as open as I am now. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't really a point of discussion, I guess. But like, that's you know, not true because, like, I... <laughs> not like that. It wasn't like uh, you, you weren't into the coaching thing yet. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like I was open about it on the internet and stuff. Um, but I, in our relationship, I feel like I was pretty open. Like, I would talk about, like our sex life and stuff with you very openly. Yeah, no, that I, was new I, to you. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it was new to me. And you, you just, you know, you and your mom just talk about stuff all the time, <laughs> like vaginas and things like that. Whoa, 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 like, let's be clear. I don't talk to my mom about our sex life. No, no, but... no, no, no. So you like, no, but your mom is, you know, into the, it's very open, very open about things, which I, you know, I think that that was pretty eye opening for me because I, it's not that my family isn't, isn't like that. It's just something that, you know, we don't really discuss all that often. Like my, my uncle's a urologist. So, you know, there was plenty of, you know, talks about penises and things <laughs> at the Thanksgiving dinner table and stuff like that. But, you know, but pa- like that was in a that, work setting. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a Thanksgiving is a work setting. No, I'm saying <laughs> in his work setting. Yes. In his work setting. So there's a context, right? right? But, you know, on the other hand, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, one, two, three, Three of my immediate family members are nurses, so like that. I mean, we did we did talk about stuff, but it was all in a but medical. Not a sexual yeah, it was all setting. yeah, not yeah. In a sexual setting. It was all in a, all in a medical context. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, y'all are open about like bodily fluids and stuff. Yeah, no, like yeah, I can throw up on my mom, and she'd be like, "Oh, that's that's nice." <laughs> like that's that's okay. This is good. This that's is another okay. day at work. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, where were you on your healing journey when Jake came into your life? The very be- not the beginning, but like. I hadn't even been diagnosed with Lyme yet. Mm. Yeah, I remember those days. That was fun. Well, I was 50 pounds overweight, so... <laughs> We're going to get to that. We have some questions about that. Okay. Um, I mean, you're welcome to talk about it now, but you know. Um, so, I mean, I think in my health journey, I was I was still semi-new to it. Um, I had been taking care of myself, like, better. I had been living on my own for a while and had really used that time to focus on me and... Just, that's what every girl who lives alone says. Shut up. <laughs> but I had. Taking, taking the time to. Just, I had. I'd been single for a while. I had. Making my way downtown. Walking <laughs> fast. Like, that's really, <laughs> like pretty woman. Like that's what you were like. Strong. Uh, have you seen Pretty Woman? Because that is not what that movie's about. I just, no, I haven't. <laughs> I just figured it. Um. Anyway. So, yes, I was. I feel like I was newer to it, though. Like. I was probably still in like a little bit of the fad diet phase because like when we started dating, I was like paleo and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I was getting my skin under control. I was kind of in the in the beginning stages um, because the first year in 2017 is when I was diagnosed with Lyme. And that was like our first year dating. Right. 
That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, you saw he saw me in like the the Lyme stages, which was not fun. Like, couldn't get out of bed, fevers, headaches, all of that. So I mean, it was all compared to now. I was not doing great. It's <laughs> not doing so hot. That's true. Um, was it ever intimidating for you, or like overwhelming with no. my health stuff? No, I'm, I'm a pretty laid back type of guy. Um, I guess like, uh, in previous relationships, I mean, I guess I, I had girl, I've dated girls with health problems before. So like, it's not, <laughs> this is just like, normal. That, it's just, another no, day at work. It's, yeah. It's just another day at work, I guess. But like, I had my own thing to, you know, I had my own, you know, stuff, stuff I was, I was dealing with, like, you know, trying to lose weight and, you know, quit smoking at the same time. So like it was, uh, it wasn't intimidating. We were a cute all. pair. Yeah, we were a very cute pair. Just <laughs> fucking sleeping until one in the afternoon. Very good stuff. Um. Okay. Next one. Sorry, I lost my lost where I was. Okay. When is he going to propose? Oh yeah, good one. Uh, probably sometime this year. Other Don't than that, other than that, it's none of, none of your fucking business. Oh yeah. Okay. Mine. No, no. Well, everyone's. That's true. Yours and everyone's. <laughs> um. This one just says babies exclamation or question mark exclamation point. Sure. Yeah, at some point. Not a good five years. I mean, we've talked about we both want to have babies. Every month, my ovaries want babies, but no, not right now. Um, Did you both feel comfortable using FAM right off the bat? Well, no, because (laughs) I, listen, listen, and for any, for any, for any girls out there um, whose boyfriends have no idea what's going on about their cycles or periods or anything like that. This, they need to listen to this. Listen, fellas. Um, I learned so much about how a woman's body works in like a very short amount of time. And I was just mystified by all the things that I did not know. Like I just thought a girl could get pregnant, like any tour, any time with at all, like all the time. Like if like, look at if, her wrong, yeah, if you look pregnant. at her wrong, she'll get pregnant. Like if a sperm comes near the vagina, if She's pregnant, um, which is not the case, surprisingly. Um, so there's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff. And I encourage, you know, any guys out there who feel comfortable, like, you know, look up, look up stuff about, you know, uh, hormonal birth control and look up stuff about, you know, the fertility awareness. Go to my Instagram. And, you know, go to Callie's Instagram <laughs> and check it out. Like there's going to be pictures of, you know, you know, cartoons of vaginas and stuff like that. But it's actually fucking helpful. Um and it's stuff that, you know, doesn't get talked about. Like, I've, like how many, how many, you know, girlfriends have you dated that were just like all, you know, stressed out and, you know, fucked up on her hormonal birth control? That's probably a lot. So, you know. So, no, he was not comfortable with fertility no, awareness method as, immediately. Absolutely. But it was not. new to you. Like, you, that was. It's just new information. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I had been practicing it for years at that point. Um, and so I was pretty comfortable with it. But it, the follow-up question was, how did you, Jake, get comfortable with it? I mean, I just, it's just the facts, right? You know, there's, you know, there's, she, there, there has to be an egg there for you to get pregnant, which, you know, I guess it's, it, so she has to ovulate. She has to be in her fertile window. She has to be in her fertile window. And you have to, excuse my language, you have to <laughs> nut inside her during the fertile window for her to get pregnant. So like. All of my friends, I've had plenty of friends who just kind of have like accidental pregnancies. It's like, what the fuck? How, how I am like mystified at some of these, how some of my friends have had, you know, accidents, you know, quote unquote 
accidents. Right? Yeah, but we're also not shaming that. No, because... we're not shaming that at all because I think that, you know, it, it, what's meant to be is meant to be. And if that, if that's, you know, how it happened. But like if you. If but you... there's a lot of fear around it, right? Like as a guy, like I'm going to get her pregnant. Oh, my God. Exactly. And like... stuff like that is not encouraging. But 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 at the same time, it's like they don't know any better. Right. But if there's no knew, education. Yeah, it. there's no there's no education. You don't you don't learn about a fertile window or how long that. Well, you in know, sex ed classes, like. The girls are separate. At least when I did it, like the girls are separated from yeah, the boys. Exactly. Like and you I don't know about, anything about you. You don't know anything about me. <laughs> yeah, I just learned about all the stuff in the penis, like the vas deferens and shit like that, and you know, of getting a vasectomy and things like that. But you know, um, we didn't. We don't learn anything about the other, um, about the other <laughs> sex. You know, sorry if you hear Kobe in the background. He's meowing. We lock him out, but like they just, oh, they just don't care. Nope, he doesn't care. Um. Okay. Oh, which is your favorite of your pets? Well, the so we the pro, so the way we got two cats is their pictures online when we when we were looking at them. I was specifically drawn to one Kobe, and she was drawn to another Hugo. So we met in the I middle. Said, and Fuck it. We we met in the middle and got both. So <laughs> we compromised and got both. Yeah, we compromised and got both. So Kobe is naturally my favorite. Really, it's you never say that. You never admit that, but I know it's true. He is. He's a he's a sweet boy. Um, he doesn't he doesn't like to be held all that much. Um, but he is a lap cat. He yeah, will, he will that's come true. He was in my lap. lap the other day, and he like drooled all over me. It was kind of gross. Yeah, but he's I a also gross, loved it. He's a gross little ghoul. I was happy to have him in my lap. Um, I don't. I don't have a favorite. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, but of all the pets, they didn't just say of the cats. Oh, Mildred's a nice one too. We got yeah. Millie on accident. Jake got suckered into adopting her. Yeah, because she's sad, and the foster lady was like, <laughs> she cried. And the foster lady was like crying because like she didn't think that anybody was going to take her. I was like, ah, we got space, we can do it. <laughs> but she's a wonderful addition to home, and yeah, the cats she, love her. She only took a year to get, I guess, quote unquote. She barely likes you now. Yeah, she barely likes me now. But you she know, didn't she, like men. she couldn't go near anybody. She back away from you. You know, but she's she's now very she, social now. She'll yeah, go, she up to, she'll go right up to strangers. Which yeah, is, yeah, which yeah. Is she's new to our neighbors. Yeah, um, but she jumps around and like she's excited. She plays now. Like she in the past like month or two, really, she started playing with toys, which is wild because she's what a, what several dog trainers have described as like a feral dog. Yeah, because she was in a hoarding situation, so she's it's like trying to. Bring, if you've ever brought a feral cat inside <laughs> and just seen what it does, it's just kind of pissed off. And hissing and backing into a corner and Millie, stuff like that. Millie, but make it sad. Yeah, Millie, but make it sad. That's basically what what it, what she is. I still answer my favorite pet. Um, I don't know. I like them all. That's the hard thing. Jake says my favorite is Hugo. It is. It's not. It is. I love him, but I also love Millie and Kobe. Mm-hmm. A mother can't pick her favorites. Okay, these are specifically for you. So, Jake, what was your health and weight loss? What has your health and weight loss journey been like? And how were you able to lose weight? Um. <laughs> Well, it was a it was a couple things. So, when Callie and I first met, I was a smoker. Um, I was drinking about five or six energy drinks a day. Um, I you know I had a terrible sleep schedule, so I had you know, comp- you know I, I had I had managed to get up around two forty five, two fifty, which is a lot um, for you and your for, build. for me and my build. I, I have a bigger build right now. I'm about two ten, two fifteen, which is a comfortable weight for me. Um, anything lower than that, I just look, um, like a skeleton actually. But, uh, so basically the, 
the, the things that really helped were one, I had to quit smoking. That was the hardest fuck. That was literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. So it's been three years without a cigarette. I miss them all the time. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, really, really the two things that, that really helped me were eating clean. And, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know you smoked and stuff when we first started dating. I know. But I was, <laughs> Sorry, really, I was really, really good about hiding it. Um, but the the two things were I rode the Peloton bike. I want to say I probably read it, rode it every other day or five or six days a week uh, for uh, for the better part of a year. And I also um, I also ate, you know, I ate a lot, but I ate plenty of clean foods like you know we were meat pa- and ve- I, we were paleo at the time. Yeah, meat and vegetables and things like that. Um, I'm very prone to getting the what might some might call the keto flu. Uh, so I, you know, I have to have my share of carbs, Yeah. but over the course of the year, I lost about 30 or 40 pounds. Um, I think I actually dipped under 200 at some point. I was like 198, mm-hmm. which was right after knee surgery. I had to have a third knee surgery. Um, I tore my ACL playing lacrosse again. Um, and then I, I put on some muscle right now. I'm about 215. Um, and it was right after my knee surgery, I actually got into doing triathlon stuff because her uh, crazy cousin um, kind of dared me to do one. And uh, I, I did it last year, May of 2019. I finished it. Then I did another one in December um, after falling off my bike like an idiot. Oh, yeah. Uh, he ate it. I ate it on my bike and separated my shoulder um, briefly. Uh, but. I was you able to do another one. You have not stopped talking about that since I know. then, too. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> You'll tell everyone. He'll be like, hey, one time I fell off my bike and That's I right. hurt myself. <laughs> That's right. And then I, I'm supposed to do another one this May. Uh, but with the COVID-19, we're not sure. It'll probably get postponed. But I'm supposed to do a full Ironman in November. Um, so right now I, I go about six days a week with a rest day on Friday. Um, but, I mean, that's not just something that, you know, you can just step right into it. Yeah. it, it you have to, it, it, it's been a long progression of three years to be able to work out six days a week and keep myself fed. Yeah. So, so if someone wants to do an Ironman, what are you, what's your advice for them <laughs> or a half Ironman? Uh, it, it would be to start slow. Um, and you know, that it, it's, it would be to start slow, you know, get, get your feet under you, find a nice bike. Um, and get in the pool because the pool is the, is, is something that swimming is probably the biggest obstacle for a lot of people. I grew up doing swim teams. So swimming has not been my biggest obstacle. Running has been my biggest obstacle. Yeah, you um, I'm not built like a runner. I ha- I look like a middle linebacker. So, um, <laughs> running, you know, is, is, is my, is where I have the most difficulty. So I try to run a little bit more, but you know, with the common add in some weight training and just kind of slowly build yourself up and, and, and you can do it. Yeah. And you got a trainer like that really helps working with with Todd. Yeah, I got a, I have a, a coach who writes all my workouts. Um, I, run I think some, you made the most, at least from my perspective, like you made the, the biggest strides. When you yeah. And, and that was that was basic. That, that's like a, and, and that goes along with the whole fitness journey too. is a sense of accountability from, mm-hmm. you know, from you you know, like, Hey, let's make something nice for dinner. You know, that's, that's great to have accountability, you know, having a partner on the same page. Yeah. Helps. Um, having a, you know, finding somebody you can train with too, um, like a, like a running partner or a biking partner, you know, stay six feet apart right now if you're going to go biking (laughs) with somebody, but, um, you know, having somebody to do those things with is really, 
um, has really helped. I like doing a lot of them solo, but, uh, you know, the biking, when the time comes around, it's nice to cycle with some, some, some more people. No, Jake likes to do it with his iPad. We joke that Jake just needs like a handle on his iPad, like a child to carry his iPad around because he will run for four hours and just watch a movie. That's true. Not like holding it in his hand, running outside, like on on a a treadmill, treadmill. but he will watch like three movies and that's just like his, I don't know. Is that your me time? Is that what that serves? Yeah, I guess that's my, my me time. That's my solo time. You know, running, running is, uh, you know, I, I have, I have, you know, ADD or whatever. And I don't take my medication. I don't take medication anymore. It's been, you know, years without it. So I've had to find stuff that allows my, you know, kind of mind to wander Sorry for the voice crack, but my mind to wander and running and working out and things like that really allow me to do that. And that's kind of like a free space for my brain to, uh, to just, you know, do whatever. It's almost like a meditation, like a moving meditation. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So how did your family and you originally feel about the career path I've chosen? They think it's awesome. My dad has worked in sales for 35 years and my mom's a nurse. Um, but my mom's a nurse, not in the traditional sense of a nurse. Um, it's very holistic. She, she's uh, very open with the – she worked in a, a holistic practice for a while. Um, and now she, you know – Works with babies. Yeah, she works with, you know uh, – oh, I'm totally blanking on it. Um, it's basically if neonatal. you're – No, it's not neonatal. It's uh, uh, if you're over 35 or at oh, risk. Oh, at-risk pregnancies. Yeah, at-risk pregnancies oh, and stuff right, like that. Right. She, does, she does stuff like that. So – you know, she's very holistic. She likes, you know, her supplements and things like that. Um, so they, they love what Callie does. I don't know that they know to the extent of like the sexual health stuff that I do and things like that. I yeah, mean, but, they're, but they're not like, you know, they would never be shaming about it. No, at all. They're, they're not. They don't, they don't care. Your dad gets excited about like I fill him in on like where I'm at and like progress I've made in my he likes the business side of what I do. Yeah, because there's like two there really is two big sides to my business. Like there's a health side and there's also a business side. Um, like knowing the business business and marketing and things like that. And, and, you know, there's two very big aspects of it. Um, and then your mom like loves the health stuff. And how did you feel about it originally? I thought it was great. Um, you know, you come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know, your mom, your mom's an entrepreneur, your dad's an entrepreneur, your, um, your, your cousin's an entrepreneur, your sibling's an entrepreneur. Like, you know, it's, it's calm. It's like, it's in your blood. Yeah. So like, you know, it, it, makes, it makes it. It, it makes logical sense that, that you would do something like that. Yeah, true. Um, what were you, Jake, most surprised to learn about the female body? <sighs> where do <laughs> where do I start? Um, I mean, there's there's a ton of stuff, you know, just how the how the reproductive organs work. Um, you know. It's going to be, it might be TMI for any, any, any fellas, <laughs> but cervical mucus. I had no idea what all of that was going on. He's like, very I, tuned I, into it now. I did not know like what, that it changes at different times of the month. Like I did not, no, I had no idea. None. Zero. <laughs> this um, is shocking I, I had no, you know, I had no, I thought all period blood just was just red. It's not <laughs> folks. It is not. <laughs> So, um, it's not like I go like in the toilet after and like, Hey babe, what's <laughs> Let me up? See that period yeah, let's, what's up? Where are we at? <laughs> no, it's like it, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's been, and it's not like shocking. It's like, 
It's educational, I would say. And I remember the one of the very first things we talked about was like how you can't get pregnant all month long. And he was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, that too. That was the, that was one of those. I was like, what, what? Wait a minute. What? It's like, how? But the vagina, see, I I just, and and that's a, it's a general disservice to, you know, my education growing up, um, you know, because we don't do sex ed in school. You know, sex ed is like a, a, so bad. Sex ed in the state of Georgia, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't have sex, or you will yeah, get ab- pregnant. If you if you aren't abstinent, you <laughs> will get pregnant. And they're telling like, you know, oh my God, it's it's very it's very bad. And I and I, I wish that you know the education system would would you know modernize a little bit but france has the best sex education system it's called um the art of making love and they started at a very young age i think like elementary school like very young like first or second grade well they also everybody smokes cigarettes over there so, so it's the so best place to be so they're, right they're pretty cool <laughs> i would say um okay so this is just we have a section that's advice and like general questions um so relationship advice and things like that i don't know that we're the the experts but we're pretty open about our relationship so it's helpful um, how do you motivate your significant other to work out without making it sound like you want to change them? Mm. We've had this conversation. Yeah, we've, we've had this conversation. On both uh, sides. Both sides. So she originally, um, when we first started dating, like, I guess she knew that I smoked and. No, know, I didn't know that you smoked. That you revealed to me later on. Well, you were very good at hiding it. Like not hiding it. You didn't. But basically like I was, I was me. like, I was, I was not working out and things like that. I was inactive and she was like, Hey, you know, I'm looking for an active partner and you know, Mm -hmm. either that has to change or, you know, maybe this isn't going to work out. And I was like, all right. Okay. I said it better than that. Okay. Well, I mean, (laughs) I I gave you the short version. Right. 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 I don't want it to sound like I was just like, you have to be different or I'm not going to date you. It was more like, I I think it was like a phone call and I called you and I was just like, Hey, something that's very important to me and a partner is someone who's active. And like, I know you have a his, like he was, college athlete and things like that. Like, I know you've got a history of being active and that's really important to me. Is that something you are going to get back into? And, and if not, that's totally fine. Good for you. Like you do your thing. Um, but, but I don't know that that's, it's the best fit for us. It was really that, like, I didn't want to waste your time if we were looking for different things. Fair. And that that was fair. And I think, um, it, it wasn't that, uh, I was, looking to stay at 250 pounds and inactive. Uh, I just kind of needed, you know, a little external motivation and that, that really helped. And it wasn't like she was, I, I never, you never took offense to it. You were so, I never nice took offense, I took offense to it. Cause I have, you know, a, a pretty, um, I have a breadth of, uh, self-awareness I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I could see how, you know, you might interpret it like that, but it, it, it really isn't. And then I think nowadays it's, it's, uh, you know, since I'm, you know, training for this Ironman in November, I'm active, you know, six days a week. And I, and I, it's not, you know, Callie's very involved with her work and, you know, entrepreneurship and things like that. And I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, sometimes I guess the, the, you know, the, the thing about entrepreneurs is that they will work and they will work and they will work and they will work and they will work, you know, they will work until they work the little hearts out and their batteries will just be on E. So, you know, I will say, hey, babe, I'm going to, you know, nowadays, you know, like this week, it'll be like, hey, babe, I'm going to the garage to do, you know, some weight workouts. You want to you want to come with me? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I got to work. And I'm like, OK, well, 
you know, I can do something for two hours and then we can meet back up. How's that sound? And she'd be like, perfect. Or and that's not, and that's not me yeah. being like, if, if you don't fucking drop your computer and work <laughs> out right now, I will fucking But you lose do it. it now, I think, is accountability because I've asked you to. Like, yes. it was really difficult for me. I think when I had Lyme, it really, like, tanked my workout motivation for a couple months. And then, you know, that was hard. And so, like, I've had some humps to overcome when it comes to staying active. Um, and so, yeah, with the, with the entrepreneurship thing and, or he'll, he'll give me reminders. He's like, look, you know, that when you work out consistently, like you feel more productive, when are you going to get that in today? Like he is good at providing that accountability, but being gentle about it. And it's a mutual agreement as well. Like he knows that I want to be active and he knows that I'm happy to have him as a, as a source of accountability. So it, I think that understanding is important too. Yeah. And I, you know, she likes to work and, you know, you, you get, you so for if you work eight to 10 hours a day, like who the fuck wants to work out after that? Right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it takes a little extra motivation to do stuff like that. And, you know, I'm happy to be your accountability buddy. Yeah, no, I love it. I appreciate it. And and I think the other thing too, is like, like I said, like we have mutual, like you have a mutual understanding of what my goals are, but if your partner's goal is like not to be active, no amount of accountability is going to support that. Right. Like, even if you're like, hey, babe, want to go to the gym? If they like don't care to be active, that's not going to happen. So that's why I think, like I said, originally having that conversation initially, like, is this a goal of yours? And if not, mm-hmm. like, we are just not compatible and that's okay. Um, You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm i a gamer. I play video <laughs> games. I sit at a computer all day. I do programming, like, I, you know, stuff like that. And I still find the time. So like yeah. work and gaming and like stuff like that can still happen you know gaming's and, and a priority you, you can obviously be active. yes gaming would be number one <laughs> when did y'all move in together and what led up to that decision and then the follow-up was tips for living with a partner um but we moved in together we've been dating a very short amount of time we moved in together yeah my lease was up uh, i was living yeah. in bindings and my lease was up uh so we just kind of said uh do you want to live here? You want to live here? She's like, well, you can live here. I was like, okay, fine. That's fine with me. Um, I am a pretty clean person to begin yeah, he's with. Yeah, so easy to live with, honestly. Um, So we, I mean, I did the dishes this morning. So like, you know, we're, we're, I'm I'm pretty, a pretty clean person to live with. Um, I can imagine if I wasn't a clean person. And again, like I have my things, right? Like I leave shit everywhere. Like I left my, I don't know where my phone is right now. Um, when I change clothes, I just drop them on the floor. Oh, he changes as he walks. Yeah. Like, like I, I do, I do shit like that all day. And all the night. towels, you yeah, hang I towels hang, on top of the doors. Oh my God. I hang towels. on. Th- There's just stuff like that, that, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And, you know, you kind of just you, take I also off. do shit that annoys you. Yeah, you, t- you take the shit as it, as it goes. But, you know, it's it, it's not uh, two people cohabitating. It's like a uh, it's like a partnership, right? Like, so if you're doing 80% of the effort while your fucking sloppy ass boyfriend is leaving his hamburger helper. <laughs> Tell crust, him. Crusted Tell hamburger him. helper in the fucking di- in the fucking sink. And you don't, you know, you got to you got to say something like, hey, babe, like this is great. You know, I love living together and you're, you're, a, you're a fantastic human being. I love you being my boyfriend, but you got to do the dishes, man. Like that's <laughs> feedback sandwich, something yeah. good. Yeah. What you need them to change something good. So yeah, like, exactly. I love you very much. Please do the dishes. You are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, you know, and, and, and if you, 
you know, I, there's too many um, adult babies around. <laughs> with mommy GFs. With, with mommy GFs that are, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a discussion for another time. But, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I think my biggest tip would just be to communicate about it. And if your partner is not willing to communicate about it, that's their problem. Yeah. And it's, it's not 50, 50. We're a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like as yes. cheesy as that sounds. That's so corny. But I know, but it. we are like, we split chores very well and we communicate about it and we are super open about, um, Sorry, just was, like, she's just ma- making a face. I, I, um, just smelled my armpit and it's disgusting. So <laughs> I'm sweating a little that. bit. It's okay. Are you nervous? No, I just, I guess. He's used to the podcast world, though, mm-hmm. Mr. Podcast person. Oh, anyway, good. Anyway, <laughs> that's good. That's, that's sick. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's about, like, communicating and being clear on your expectations. Like, this is what I need from you, and this is what you need from me. And, like, he will say that. He'll be like, look, because Jake cooks a lot, and I will, like, do a lot of, like, the dishes and stuff. And he'll be like, look, you, I need you to make dinner. Like, I'm tired of cooking dinner. Yes. <laughs> often um yeah but you just tend to go for it that's true because as soon as you're hungry you just make it that's true and i don't i don't and i wait till i I come to a stopping i know i don't don't fuck around and you know and i think that's that's also you know and it's not like we keep it's not like we keep score or anything like that but you know like if i if i do the cooking she will often help with the dishes or if she i'll help with the dishes if she does the cooking like it's you know it it takes a while to get into a groove like that. I, I will say, I, I, I will say that it, that it will take a while. He was overly helpful when he first moved in though. Like when you first moved in, you were just like, you helped with everything. And I think it's because it was you very, did- I was very grateful to not live with fucking three other slobs of roommates. <laughs> I, I had a terrible roommate situation. I love them all to death, but they are, they were a bit messy for my taste. And yeah, you're not messy. That's the thing. Yeah. So cool. Um, how do you guys keep things spicy when living together? Hmm. I personally love to schedule a good sex date in there. Yeah, I, th- I think it's 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 prioritizing less, it. Yeah, it's le- it's making it a priority, right? It's not, and it's not like saying like, oh, you know, you know, every third, you know, every night at nine o'clock. All right, spread them. Let's go. <laughs> it's more like you know, you know, flirting with you know, going out on a date, and I guess. You know, in the in the coronavirus world, you know, please stay at home. But it's more like you know, have a staycation. You know, get, do a little bit of extra work on Thursday, so you so you can get off early on Friday and watch a couple movies together and just flirt yeah. and you know, do, you know. Jake's very good at dating me. He does a really good job of prioritizing that, and like he flirts with me a lot, and he. He's very good at, like, the acts of service type of thing. So, like, if I'm, like, downstairs working, he will come down with, like, food and a water and a snack and some chips. And, like, I didn't ask for that and I haven't – whatever. It's the fact that, like, he is very thoughtful with those things. And, and she gets so, so horny for thoughtfulness. I do. I get so <laughs> – <laughs> um, it, it's great. I'm like, let's have sex right now. And he's like, but the food I just made you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would you do that? There's food right here I just made you. Like, will you eat first, please? <laughs> please nourish yourself. Yeah. Um, no, but he's just, he's very thoughtful. He's very good at dating me. He is very flirty. And I think that helps keep, like, the spiciness alive. Like, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't 
I don't get tired of him. Like, I don't know. I, I guess not, and something I assumed when I hadn't been in a relationship this long was that like, oh, I was going to get bored. I'm not bored of the sex. And like, I would, ne- I'm never literally like takes his clothes off now. And he has to be like, talk to me, look in my eyes. Like <laughs> he does that all the time where he's like in eyes, my eyes are up here. Like I, I think part of it is just like being committing to like communication and partnership I think to me at least like creates that strong bond and like that intimacy that then carries into your sex life. Yeah. And if your boyfriend doesn't have a high sex drive and he's in his twenties, tell him to go to the doc and get his testosterone checked because mine was at 200 Mm -hmm. and it should have been at a thousand. So it's very common. It's very common fellas. It's happening to us at younger and younger ages. If you are not making those gains in the gym, bro, (laughs) if you are tired in the middle of the day, if you, you know, there, there's plenty, plenty of symptoms. Just go check it out. It's just a simple blood test. Everyone should get their hormones checked. annually. Yeah. Everyone should get their hormones checked annually anyways. But you know, for the fellas, my, my fellas in your twenties, like that's, uh, that's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal because you will feel I, I can't express to you how much better I feel well, and I have my a, hormones are in balance. I have a lot of women who reach out about that. Like my partner doesn't, you know, has low sex drive or doesn't want, and I'm like immediately the first thing I say is like, go get your testosterone checked. And, and a common thing that we, that I hear is like, oh, he's embarrassed or he feels broken from this or he, you know, he's like, his ego gets in the way of like, nothing, and I'm like sir, it's sir, not a bad thing. Sir, there's <laughs> nothing. So the fact of the matter is that you know, I've, I've talked to a couple of doctors that, you know, the, a couple of my doctors have told me that it's happening to men at younger and younger ages because we're exposed to more plastics and things like that. But, you know, there's there's stuff. Estrogens th- in the food. Yeah, estrogens and- in the food, you know, lots of soy. You know, there's, I mean, but, you know, there's lots of endocrine disruptors and pretty much everything. So And you no, live in a high-stress world. And you live in a high-stress, you it's stress. Hard to your sex exactly. Hormones. You know, you're 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 st- overstressed, you're losing your sex hormones and you know our, our fellows in your 20s you ju- you know you just got that job out of college, you're busting your ass to make sure that you know you're you know making your bring number Bring on the bacon. Yeah, bring on the bacon, making the number and that affects you. Yeah. You know, so there's I mean, no shame in it, uh, bro. If anything, you know, you should be proud of yourself for, you know, fucking up your hormones by working hard. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's Just not kidding. the message. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, no, I think a huge part, that's a really good point. Like, how to keep things nice when living together is, like, have balanced hormones. Like, nice. take care of your body. Prioritize your own self-care. Like, if you're being active and eating well, like, you're going to have a healthy sex drive, likely. You know? Yep. That's a huge part of it. And your hormones are balanced. Like, whatever, whatever's happening. Cool. How do you guys honestly feel about small boobs? I like them. You if anything, I, if anything, I prefer it. Really? Yeah, it's too much to deal with. Not and, and for all my for all my big titty girls out there, like you, you are awesome. I think all shapes and sizes are great, but I think the small boobs are great. But in general, generally speaking, men preferences. Gen- general, like you're talking like all the horny men on the internet. Yeah, what? They're all like, sh- show me the big honkers. <laughs> so like, I I don't. It varies. I by I've men. never had a a guy complain about my boobs. Like there you go. I mean, then and I I'm I have I run on the small side, barely a C cup. So that's, no that one should tell you. Yeah, no one's ever complained. I think men are just happy to have boobs. True. So I think it's really it just really comes down to like they're getting boobs, or it depends also if they're an ass guy. You just never mm-hmm. know. Uh, okay, last question we have is top tips for communication, which I feel like we've talked a lot about that. But what do you feel like? 
honesty. There's, I mean, you know, um, also you can be honest without being an asshole. Mm. Uh, that. you know, you can, there's people, people, I think mistake honesty and, uh, like there's a certain brutality, uh, in some people's honesty. They think that, you know, well, I'm just telling you what's on my mind. It's like, you know, was that you can, your, like Southern general I accent? guess, I guess. But like you can just be, you know, you can be honest without being an asshole. I think that's that's yeah. my number one. Well, and for women too, like you can be honest without being a bitch. I think a lot of times, I, you know, I complain about this all the time. It's like for women to be taken seriously, oftentimes we have to be a bitch. Mm-hmm. And you can do that without being a bitch. Like you yeah. can be honest and express how you feel without being a bitch. Don't yell. Don't cuss at your part. Like those are easy things to not do. Like at least I, I just don't find that to be a positive form of communication. Like there's no need to yell and there's no need to cuss. And if you are angry, Oh, this is a big one. If you are like upset about something, like you're allowed to sit on it for a minute. Like you're allowed to process how you feel and sort it out and write it down and, and map out how you're feeling before you talk about it. Just because you immediately feel something doesn't mean that you have, I mean, I think it should be talked about, but also like process your emotions first. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. And, I think that all everything that we feel is is valid, you know, and it's just. Well, and something we've learned to do is like really naming exactly what's going on. Like, yeah, like when you say that, it makes me feel like this. And yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, I never meant to say it like that. And it's like, oh, OK, cool. That's what you meant. That's fine. Yeah. I think something that's happened to me in the past like couple of years, really with like going to therapy and stuff, is being able to just say what's going on. Like, like Kobe. Yes, like Kobe. Um, it's really just being able to say what's going on, like to identify, like, this is how I feel. Or when you say that, it makes me feel this way. And you're so receptive to it. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to. How can I say that differently? Like, what do you need to hear from me? Like, you're very responsive to that. So I also think, again, mutual agreement and understanding with your partner that like, this is what you're going to be talking. Like, this is how you need to discuss your, your feelings. And this is how you need to best communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all the questions we have. Is there anything else you want to add? Or No. Um, I think this has been fun. Yeah, I do too. Thanks for coming on and talking to us about vaginas and penises and all the, all the things. You're welcome. All right. Love you. Love you too. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Get Clitorate Podcast. We release a new episode every single week, so go ahead and hit subscribe. We'd love for you to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the show. You can learn more about myself, your host, Callie Shea, by visiting my website, CallieShea.com, or by visiting my Instagram, at Callie Shea. If you want to stay in the loop with what's happening on the podcast, you can follow at Get Podcast on Instagram.